where do I fit in? What it is that what is it that I do on a daily basis going to help the company move forward? How often do we hear that that never exists? That never happens in an onboarding or a training process. So I felt like this is something that needs to be institutionalized and it has become at Integrity Square. This is Pete Moore. We are back on Halo Talks NYC. I have a very interesting conversation we're having today with Matt Spielman, uh, who's been in executive coaching and professional development um, and brings a, a wealth of knowledge on how companies have trained their employees to really represent the brand uh, and really to be as professional as possible across multiple locations and, and across the world. And what we've seen in the Halo sector, Health, Active, Lifestyle, Outdoors, is the front desk workers, the personal trainers, the cleaning staff, those people become the face of the brand. And there's a significant amount of money that's put into these brands. Uh, Matt's going to be working with us uh, to create the Halo Academy. And I want to take this opportunity to, to set up this segment to basically overview for our companies and our entrepreneurs and people that are thinking about getting into the sector what the Academy is going to do and why we think there's a need for it and why we think we're going to help make these companies more successful. So Matt, welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Pete. Thanks for having me. Excellent. So why don't you give our listeners uh, and some of the companies that are already affiliated uh, with the Halo Talks and with the Halo Academy uh, as our first start to understand what your background is and what you bring to the table um, and, and how you think about professional development as sure. a, you know, as a track. Yeah. So, once again, thanks for the opportunity. And I, the way I'd answer that question is really from the inside out. And what, what I mean by that is for the last 20 years, I've been an, a, an executive working either as a chief marketing officer, a chief revenue officer, a head of strategy, um, primarily in the fields of technology and entertainment, media and finance, uh, various companies. And it was about two years ago where I saw there was a huge need for executive coaching, professional development. It was something I was really drawn to. And we can get into it during our conversation in terms of specifically what it is that um, I and we here at Integrity Square focus on. Um, but for those 20 years, I saw that there was so much time, Pete, that was spent in making the determination of, okay, we need to bring on people. Let's write a job description. Let's interview a whole bunch of people. Let's bring them in. Let's negotiate what it is they're going to get paid or their, their contract, et cetera. Let's bring them on. The, let's bring them in. But very little attention was paid to what I would call the onboarding or assimilation, or let's say somebody's first 90 or 100 days. Right. So you get your email address, you, you get yeah. your direct reports, here's an employee handbook, and you know, Absolutely. figure it out. Yeah. Here's your uniform. Right. Here's your password. And by the way, go forth and represent our brand name just as somebody in corporate who founded the company 20 years ago understands, he or she understands why we exist, what we do, how we deliver the service. You know, where does that come in in the, in, in the whole onboarding process? And you have probably thousands of hours of work that has just said, okay, welcome aboard. Here's your uniform. Right, so the, the, the quintessential on-the-job training. Uh, from, yeah. from the other employee who's either got just gave their two weeks notice. Right? And we've all heard it. You know, we, we learn by osmosis. Mm -hmm. Well, 
people at the Four Seasons don't have their front desk employees learn by osmosis. Yeah, so from, from your experience, you know, with a lot of these Fortune 500 companies or Fortune 100 companies, they, they get it. Yeah. Uh, and they obviously put the, the, the time in. And I remember back in the day, Anderson Consulting had, you know, mm -hmm. everybody had to go through that entry Absolutely. campus for six weeks. And uh, Chase Manhattan Bank, I had to do a 14-week credit analyst program before you even yeah. walked on the floor of the bank. Mm -hmm. So from your experiences with some of the, maybe mention some of the companies you've worked with and, and what that, you know, what they were able to bring to the table for, from a talent management and performance standpoint, and then harken it back to, okay, we've got this huge fragmented industry of companies that are creating amazing brands and they're just not able to, to provide yeah. the resources and maybe that's kind yeah. of where this is headed. So I've, I've seen both the, the really good and the bad. And you mentioned some names, and I started my career off at Morgan Stanley, and there was a really robust, it was a two-month uh, training program. And we were told, you know, not only, like, here's Accounting and Finance 101, but also here's how you conduct yourself both in and out of the office. You know, and that was over two months, and you get to meet a lot of people. And that was really important for, you know, folks who are right out of college and entering one of these investment banks. And then there were other very well-known firms that didn't offer anything, and you'd be really surprised. Um, I'm hesitant to, to name the firm, but it was, that was where a bit of a light bulb went off, and this was a, a multi, multi, you know, $40 billion market cap company, very well-known brands in the media space, zero onboarding, zero training, and I, I said, there, there's, there's something missing here. There was a stint in my career where I helped found a company and we were hiring like mad. We raised a bunch of money and we were adding people left and right. And I realized that that was the opportunity to actually do it the right way. So I created something called, uh, it was the name of the company and it was a university. And we, instead of, you know, we were hiring literally a hundred people over the course of six months. So we staggered it, we hired everybody, we started everybody on a Tuesday. They would show up, it would be a four day sort of program. They would get a binder. They would meet the, the key stakeholders across the organization. And we'd really get at, people want to know what they do is contributing to the organization and moving it forward. Where do I fit in? What, it is that, what is it that I do on a daily basis is going to help the company move forward? How often do we hear that that never exists, that never happens in an onboarding or a training process? So I felt like this is something that could be institutional or needs to be institutionalized, and it has become at Integrity Square something that we have started offering already as Halo Academy uh, for a couple of our companies already. Um, and it's something that we need to, to definitely roll out for not only the companies with which we are affiliated, but the thousands of other organizations that can really benefit. Because we mentioned some big names. You mentioned Anderson Consulting uh, from many years ago, and I mentioned Morgan Stanley. Now, some of these brands in the Halo sector are quite big. The nature of it, though, with numerous sites, myriad sites all over the country, in fact, potentially all over the world, you don't necessarily have the central infrastructure to have a permanent onboard professional development training person at the 79th and 3rd facility. So enter Halo Academy. Send your employees. We will handle it. Either we'll do it on site, where we're happy to do it. You can come into a location. We'll go on site. We will offer, also offer all of the materials via video in terms of what it is they need to be successful. And Pete, I'll, I'll close with this point, which is we also realize that the head of that facility and the entry-level person 
um, who's doing the all important of, let's say, washing of the towels, which is really important, but he or she needs to know what to do as well. And we're going to have, and we've already begun to create the curriculum, different training levels for different folks. So the Halo Academy has two goals. We're going to empower individuals who really want to get in and kick ass in the Halo sector. And we're going to work with and make sure the organizations and companies in the Halo sector succeed as well. So both the individual who wants to go through a training course and put it on his or her CV or resume and show that I am serious about succeeding and the organizations who want to be world class. I think that's a great summary. I think um, what I want to pivot into is, you know, people start talking about that this is, uh, you know, experiential, mm-hmm. um, you know, every, everything here, all these brands are experiential brands and, and people are coming in and they're either participating in a, in a fitness class or doing some kind of meditation, recovery, yoga, that they're becoming part of a community. And historically and always communities are led by people or the people that are proctoring or people that are, um, you know, employees or navigating, you know, they used to say like a, a great counselor makes a great camp, yeah. you know, and that's kind of like the facilities don't really matter as much as like Absolutely. the people there. So when, when you look at these types of companies that, you know, we just invested in higher dose as an example, you know, great co-founders of the company, um, they're not supposed to have an infrastructure in place. That's not the life cycle of that business. So, you know, if you get in on the ground floor and and start to institutionalize some of these processes and and handbooks and and academy and and continuous learning, um, do you think that becomes potentially like the differentiating competitive advantage? Absolutely. You, that was a fantastic summary because really when you take, somebody can replicate the actual physical delivery of, in in this case, it's the sauna experience. You know, one fitness facility versus another fitness facility, you know, weights are pretty much weights. Mirrors are pretty much mirrors, but it's how one feels when that person enters. Or even, even Pete, you know, the text or the email that I get after a workout or after an experience, or, hey, Pete, we're looking forward to seeing you tomorrow for your spa experience. This is what you should be prepared for. This is what you should bring. Ah, that's welcoming. That's really nice. You know, and, and, and you mentioned higher dose, you know, and Katie and Lauren and Victoria, they're fantastic. They're great. There is no way that they could be at all their facilities greeting all of the guests all of the time. They need to source well, they need to hire well, they need to train well. Mm-hmm. The people that are interface, they are extensions of the brand, the people that are meeting you when you come for your experience there. They have to be an extension of higher dose and they have to understand what's in Katie and Lauren's and Victoria's head. You know, those who are building out that you know, fantastic franchise. Let me, let me ask you a, a, a very deep question. Can you teach <laughs> somebody, can you teach somebody how to care? So I don't think you, you can teach somebody how to care. I think it's contextually relevant. If, if somebody's in a situation that they are interested in, that they understand what is going on and how they contribute and how they matter, um, the more they understand and they also are there because they kind of like the overall delivery of the service or the product, I think they absolutely can care. So, so basically, but if you, if you put me in a situation and you know, if you, 
if you put me in a situation I'm not all that passionate about what it is that we are doing or it is that I think we are, or, or you haven't doing. been educated on what Correct. the goal is right Correct. so so you can't care because you don't even know what you're, I you're really, supposed to care about I really think it, you are getting to really key point you know, I brought up Four Seasons and there are others who are kind of the gold standard for customer service and you know Zappos has kind of the world of wow mm -hmm. which every new employee has to go through and also companies and employees can go through that customer service at Zappos as well and pay thousands of dollars to do that. And it's very good for, and we'll get into a little bit later, but it's very good for their CV and their, their resume as well because they are learning kind of the best of the best. But if you are going to really care about, in this case, the guests or the folks who are at the, the Four Seasons Hotel, you need to understand you know, from whence they come. Where are, what are they expecting? Um, you have to walk in the shoes of the folks who are walking into the hotel, into the resort. And that really does come from kind of from the inside out, which is why they have their, their training program on site, on location. It's not the highest paying training program, but it's one where you really learn what they are all about. So Pete, to your point, then they can care, not only about what they do, but about their guest and the clientele, which to, circle this all up, which is really the only difference between one facility and another facility and one service delivery and another service delivery. It's really, I mean, if you've got, you've got spin bikes and you've got 66 bikes and it's in a 3,000 square foot facility and I've got the same 66 bikes, when you walk in to a soul cycle, you, you have a feeling. Yeah. And, you know, with an extend, you have a feeling. Um, higher dose, I think they care. Uh, I think that's actually their, their competitive advantage right now. So as you think about... And, and not, not to yeah. interrupt, but they care as they expand more sites, they need to continue to bring on people and train them. So all of them continue to care. So the thousands of customers that continue to come have the type of experience that we've all had there. Right. So if you're customer focused and, and you're, you're trained to, to, to have the right answers or to do the right thing or to instinctually know that this is how you should handle a certain situation, which some of that would be part of the you know, academy case studies or role sure. playing and things of that nature. Oh, yeah. Um, that becomes scalable. It becomes scalable. And, you know, given that the materials that we have developed and are developing are web based, it's infinitely scalable. Frankly, it's just it's it's the, the, the limiting factor is the person watching on the other side and, and going through that in terms of the on site, more intensive training, which we have done and continue to do. Uh, yeah, that, that's scalable as well. Maybe not infinitely scalable, but that, that's scalable as well. And we, we continue to refine and, and come up with better practices. And of note, we have industry experts who not only have created the material and devised the curriculum, but are also delivering it as well. That is, I think, a point to underscore. The Integrity Square comes with nearly two decades of, of experience and some of the premier operators um, in the halo sector. And that has been funneled into the, the development of and the delivery of the curriculum uh, for Halo Academy. Got it. So as you envision the Halo Academy going forward, is, there's probably a, a C-level track of your, your CEO, a COO, yeah. chief marketing officer. Um, there's a track there that's kind of like a halo circle, if you will, of like, here's how you need to, to manage these companies. And then maybe you could talk a little bit about how the executive coaching and the professional development that even if you're a CEO, you know, you still need someone to, to bounce ideas off and sometimes that's not your team. 
Yeah, so I, I do a lot of work with CEOs, and they often say, and I read it in articles and books all the time, it's one of the loneliest jobs. Because there's only so much information you can share with people who are either work below you and the board of directors. So part of just having a third party, objective, confidential person who's trained is I get to share information with this person. That in and of itself is huge. But then there are full on diagnostic tools. So there are instruments such as Myers-Briggs or Hogan, or, and there are dozens of others to get at a self, generating a self-awareness or triggering a self-awareness of, you know, what are my natural predilections? What are my strengths? And we all have sort of areas or blind spots or areas of opportunity and development. Just knowing what those are is really, really important. And also the, the CEOs that I work with also have their team members take part in those instruments as well because it fosters a, a sense of empathy. So if I know that your natural predilection or preference is to do the following and mine is to do this, then I understand you better. I, I don't get as angry when you take a certain action because that's who you are. Um, so there's the assessment part. And then there is you know, gathering feedback. There's the 360 degree review process, which some people listening have, have gone through before. And there's a synthesis of that information and it's presented very uh, clearly. And so you know, here are the areas of strength, here are the areas of opportunity. And from this, let's go forth and put together a very simple one-page action plan that we're going to put in place over the next, let's say, six months, and we're going to work on those. Um, and very specific goals that the CEOs or C-level executives will have um, in terms of what success looks like for them. And always, and it's one of the, you know, we started off the, the discussion with from the inside out, having been on the business side, writing the marketing plan hitting the sales number, you know, selling the company. All of the things that we do are tied to business results. So when you think about um, the kinds of companies that are in, in the halo sector and some of them are, you know, early stage businesses, some of them are, you know, maybe 20, 30 locations. Um, most of these companies are, are, are relatively new. Mm. Um, so they might not have a full understanding of what's going on in, you know, corporate America and what's going on you know, with 360 reviews and what's going on with feedback and, sure. you know, these types of um, yeah. offsites and things like that. So can you, without going into too much detail, sure. can you just give a little bit of color on like, this is how big companies are running and actually it could be compartmentalized and be provided to smaller businesses? Oh, sure. So where things are going, you know, and, and the, the process I described with, you know, working with a CEO and as an executive coach and working on professional development with him or her, you know, that is, a, let's call that a, a six-month process every other week, a couple hours. And there are sort of on-demand, web-based ways to collect feedback, put action plans together, every, every employee understanding what, you know, success looks like for that role, what they need to work towards, so they know when they wake up Monday morning and they come to work, okay, this is what success looks like for today, this is what I'm working towards. When they meet with their manager, their manager has their, their objectives and they say, hey, Pete, you know, how are we pacing against uh, our retention numbers for, for this month? And you say, okay, well, th the three things that we instituted, the CRM initiatives, the, uh, et cetera, um, they, they're working quite well. I could use your help in the following areas. So it, it doesn't have to be so uh, qualitative or time intensive. There are many web-based tools that we use where you could 
get feedback, administer assessments, and really provide the, the self-awareness that not only the manager would benefit from, but uh, his or her kind of team where it would really go to the heart of the service delivery. So it's kind of uh, shift gears a little towards the word team. team. Um, obviously, like you've got a, a, a pretty um, a storied um, athletic uh, team background and um, you know, baseball Columbia. And uh, I think we played some hoops back in the day at some, some, some pickup courts. Um, you know, how do you, how do you view what you've been a part of as you were growing up and as, you know, part of professional related organizations where you say, you know what, this is kind of like, if I could replicate that sports environment and that feeling and caring about winning and caring about my teammates, how do you kind of take that and, and overlay that with, with how you do your job now? It's a really good question. You must be a professional podcaster. You're, you're really good at these questions. That is a great one. I just got off the phone prior to coming here with one of my clients who is a, a C-level executive. And I was telling, I invoke sports analogies all the time, and in particular baseball. Uh, baseball is, happens to be a sport of failure. It's a very humbling sport. Some of the best players, uh, if you go to the major league level, they fail 68% of the time and they'll be in the Hall of Fame. You know, at, at, if you hit 320, you'll probably be in the Hall of Fame. In particular, when, you know, when, when I look at team, and you started this topic off with team, so there's a camaraderie, there's a connective tissue across that team that if I'm starting out and if I'm running a company, if I'm growing a company, that is the thing that probably keeps me up at night. I have six employees today. We have two sites. When we are 12 sites and we're 32 employees, are we still going to have that strength of that connective tissue, that camaraderie that is so essential on, a, on an athletic team and even more important in the work environment. And I say more important, you know, one of the other threads that I pull from athletics is it's so clear in terms of what the goal is. So when teams come to spring training and they go down to Florida or, or they go to Arizona, what, what are they shooting for? What, 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 are they, what are all those teams aiming for? I mean, they want to they win the championship. They want right? to win the World, so, Series. World Series. Yeah, sure. It's not always so clear, you know, in a business, yes, like we would like to grow to hundred million. We'd like to go public or we'd like to get acquired. Those are, you can create goals, but there's not a built in goal. Mm -hmm. So what's, what I take from it is not necessarily we want to win the Super Bowl or we want to, you know, win the world cup or whatever it is, but what can we set as that really aspirational goal that galvanizes the entire workforce where everybody in my team, whether they're in one location or 350 locations that we are all working towards. And I think that that's one of, you know, I, I go back to, I think you've heard me talk about this before. One of my, my favorite actions that I reference a lot because it was one of the more galvanizing forces in our history was that the, in the early 60s when John F. Kennedy said, by the end of the decade, we are going to land somebody on the moon. Math had to be invented. Materials had to be invented. Right. NASA had to be repurposed. And people are like, well, how are we going to do this? Well, did you know he, did what? Did he tell anyone he was going to say that yeah. before he said it? I'm, just, I'm not yeah. sure he did. <laughs> we should research I, I, that, I, I, actually. I think the, you He's know, like, damn it, what did he do? Now we got to figure the this Russians out. The Russians in Sputnik kind of lit a fire and they said, you know, we have the capability to do this. We're going to do this. So hundreds of thousands of people, it was, that's, how, that's how you're able to corral that many people is that's what we're going to focus on. 
and it is you know, generally, uh, let's make it achievable, but we're going to reach. Uh, and we're going, at, but we need to work together. That team that you started this segment of the discussion off, I come back and revisit that all the time. The other thing, Pete, and I'll, I'll close with this piece is oftentimes in sports, you know, sometimes we can ride a high, we have a big win, or we have a really good performance. Sometimes we have a really bad game. Sometimes we have to pick ourselves up, and we also we, we have to come back to work the next day, and we have to know what, again, we're focusing on and recognize that yesterday was a tough day, uh, but tomorrow I'm gonna come back and it's gonna be a different day, but I wanna learn from what happened yesterday. I wanna, I wanna funnel it into my actions for tomorrow. And I also wanna kind of maybe document it or tell some others and like what I've learned about that particular experience and almost create kind of a living, breathing, organic kind of learning base because we all know, everybody listening to this and I see you nodding, things don't always go as planned in the business world. And that is a great, things don't always go as planned on the gridiron, on the baseball field, sure. et cetera. And, and, yeah, and, and in closing on, on, on that side, I think what the, you know, the vision of the, of the Halo Academy is really to have each one of these companies feel like they have the support of, here's your athletic trainer, yeah. here's your player personnel, here's your GM, here's your, you know, the concierge service. Like, we're going to protect your players, we're going to try and make them great, so when yeah. they actually get on the field, that they're going to perform the way you want them to perform. And I think yeah. that's like one of the goals and also to try and figure out a way as technology continues to proliferate and that turns people into maybe looking at their phones too much or maybe looking at them, yeah. you know, for, for benefits of, of growing and, and being more affiliated with your brand. Like, can you scale a feeling? And it sounds like the feeling and having people care is what's going to make great companies continue to be great. And yeah. that's what I think we're going to hopefully work on together and execute on. So, Thanks for coming on. This has been an awesome discussion. Well, I, I think it's to be continued. There, there is a lot here, and it's not being serviced uh, across many of the companies that I see. So this discussion, this discussion to be continued. Thank you. Dot, dot, uh, dot. Yes.